Welcome to the Daily Misinformer. I'm Adam Macias. This week, we're going to talk about some true crime, and we're also going to possibly hear about Jeff Bezos getting eggs thrown at him. But first, let's get to the people who are joining us. Part of the Daily Misinformer team, we got Liana Masaiku. Hey, what's going on? Hello, hello. I'm so, so excited <laughs> for today's episode. Yes. I know you're a big fan of Korean TV shows. You watch any good ones right now? I loved a Korean uh TV show that came out last year, Sisyphus, which was a bit of a sci-fi futuristic movie. It was based on the on the myth of Sisyphus, but it was like uh, let's introduce oh, the ladies because we, we might want to, to chime in. Let's our introduce our guests. Oh, wow. I think. Our guest gonna, uh, she's bursting with laughter and surprise here. Okay, well, without further ado, we are very we are very honored to be joined by two amazing guests. They are podcasters. They are amazing, hilarious. And uh, they uh, yeah, they give me money sometimes to edit their podcast. <laughs> I, we are joined by Katie and Kimberly of A Date with Dateline. Hey, y'all. Hi. Hello, everyone. I'm so sorry to interrupt your story. We had a like 10-minute conversation in our recording last night about Sisyphus. No way. Katie didn't know, had not heard of Sisyphus. And so I was explaining to her about Sisyphus and she was trying to say the word, which is a difficult word to say. Sisyphus. Um, But like literally we've known each other for 20 years. We've never talked about Sisyphus. And then last night, we talked about Sisyphus. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, th- I think the universe is aligning. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was preparing you for me. <laughs> what is Sisyphus? It's the, the myth of Sisyphus is the guy who... The boulder? See, Katie learned her lesson. Katie, please. The boulder up the hill. Is that right? Running up that hill, which I thought immediately of Kate Bush. It was a, it was a long conversation <laughs> we had. It was, it was a struggle. But it's <laughs> like, like Sisyphus. The- it's the eternal yeah. torture. It was like throughout eternity, as like the moment he landed it on top, it just rolled back down and he had to do it all over again. Well, speaking of Sisyphus, you know, making a podcast is a lot like pushing a boulder up a hill constantly and constantly and constantly. And I have the very fortunate uh, experience to work with one of the greatest podcasts out there. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because you pay me sometimes <laughs> and employ my wife. Uh, a Date with Dateline, very funny show. I thought you meant your show when you were like the great, <laughs> one of the greatest. Like, I thought you were going to like continue on talking about this show. And then you said our show. No, this, this show is, this show is honestly fine. Uh, <laughs> that um, is our uh, poster slogan. We're, we're fine. It's fine. We're it's just fine. fine. We're just fine. Um, <laughs> but you all have a very great show and it's been going, how long has a, a date with Dateline been going on? We've been pushing that boulder for five years. Yes. <laughs> it's going well. Uh, and it's grown a lot. When was the first time you had a Dateline host on the show? Within the first year, probably. We went to CrimeCon, I think our first year, which is like Comic-Con, but for true crime stuff. And we got to meet some of the hosts and we went over to Josh Mankiewicz and he said, why haven't I been on your show yet? So he invited <laughs> himself on our show. He, really? Yeah, he is just so sweet and like he's come on maybe five times since then we just had him on last week um and then a couple years ago before the pandemic we were at crime con and we got to interview the three male hosts andrea wasn't there she was having a baby so we got to interview the three male hosts together so that was really fun how often do you hear a recap podcast where the host of the show that they recap 
uh, comes on. That's all because of Dateline being so nice to us and not suing us. Like <laughs> we were just terrified they would sue us. And within the first month or two that we had the podcast and started to get some listeners, they DM'd us and we're like, hey, <laughs> hi. It was, it was literally like that. What's like, up? That What's was up? <laughs> Sup? You up? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we, I was like, oh my God, hi. Sorry. We didn't just, hi. Please don't be mad at us. You're big, big fans of Dateline, which I guess I have to ask. So why choose Dateline? Have you always been really, really interested in it? Kimberly has always been a fan of Dateline and I wasn't as much as she was, but she would have me watch certain episodes that she found interesting or tell me the entire episode. And so it was the sort of thing where when I looked through the list, the true crime true crime podcast listings, nobody was touching Dateline. And so really? I said, well, why don't we reach out and touch Dateline? And we did. <laughs> and then reach out and touch Mank. That's right. Oh, that sounds not right. <laughs> that's not good. But that's how it started, just because she was such a fan and then sort of turned me into a fan. And it's always great because she has such a knowledge and I have not that knowledge. So it's a good mix. It's a you good do mix. now, though, after five years. Now I yeah. do. Now I yeah. feel like a pro. But You're pretty much an expert at this point of, of Dateline. Yeah. And how, ways to get away with murder, because that's something you always talk about on the show. It's like, don't go back to the scene. What are your rules uh, for any potential murderers? No, don't. Oh, I was like ready. I was like, let me get my notebook. <laughs> don't do any of these. <laughs> Just to go back on the origins a little bit, uh, I believe, Katie, you said that Kimberly would already recap these episodes to you like during road trips. Is that is that how it started? Mostly TV movies from Lifetime. But okay. there has been an occasional episode of I believe it's normally Dateline. Probably there was a 48 hours thrown in there on accident, but mainly Dateline because the Dateline setup of the episode arc that Dateline uses is just really special. It's really great. So I can yeah. see why she, I'm speaking for you, Kimberly. I can see why you prefer it. I'm assuming you prefer it. We do Dateline, right? Yes, I do love it. <laughs> Dateline is my favorite of the true crime shows. I do think it's the best, but I've always kind of done this. Like our friend Stephanie moved to Germany for a year mm -hmm. and she couldn't get West Wing. And we were like, it was when West Wing was happening. And right. so I would send her like emails, these long emails <sighs> describing what would happen in all wow. the episodes to her. Were you were recapping TV shows way before podcasts were a thing. Before it became a profession. <laughs> oh, that was my dream when I would read like the TV guide, funny recap or like or entertainment weekly or whatever vulture, like the ones that do like the funny recaps of TV shows. That yeah. was my dream job. I mean, you're doing it now. I just do. I'm no, I'm so, you just I'm do so it out lucky. loud. I'm <laughs> yeah. so lucky. Well, you do write it down first and then I do write it down first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's you should maybe do a newsletter. Is Stephanie still you think Stephanie would still be down to get an, an email from you? Uh, <laughs> She'd be like, why don't you ever call me? I have to read your blog instead. <laughs> <laughs> so as professional talkers, do you find yourself in non podcasting situations uh, editing yourself down or uh, do you find it like or maybe you expand more when you are? Has podcasting like affected your lives? I'm super introverted, actually, and social anxiety, like don't like to talk to people ever mm -hmm. at all. No people. So <laughs> I'm either like on when we're doing the podcast. Katie knows because she gets mad yeah. at me because I don't want to talk to her on the phone. Even I just don't <laughs> like to talk on the phone. You're currently like, in a bunker in Burbank right now. Is that yeah. correct? 
exactly. Yeah. I don't want to talk to anybody. Um, but yeah, it is like there's this um, when we do our live streams every month, there's definitely like I don't get nervous for them. I really like love our listeners and I trust them. But there is like a little bit of walking without a safety net because Katie and Adam will edit out anything dumb or offensive that I say. And sometimes <laughs> I ha- I really don't have a big filter. So I put my foot in my mouth a lot. I think I've gotten a lot better at, at Katie's nodding at editing myself, <laughs> like during the podcast. So she doesn't have to do as much work or Adam doesn't have to do as much work, like yeah. taking out all the offensive things I say, because I really do put my foot in my mouth regularly. Who did you offend Kimberly? <laughs> yeah. Who's, who are these people? I, I, I'm going to go on the record. I rarely edit any offensive things. She offends really the killers. She's I very keep those in. Um, killing. <laughs> oh my gosh. We had such a disagreement about if we could body shame the killers or not. And I was like, <laughs> I feel like I can body shame a killer. <laughs> that brings me to actually, you all do have really fun segments in the show, like the B-roll uh, from Dateline, which is always amazing. <laughs> it's just wild. They Some stuff that sneaks through I don't know if you got the note from yesterday, Kimberly. I guess this episode's going to come out soon. One of the B-roll is one of the woman that was like pretending to research and there was a dictionary on the, it was just a dictionary. <laughs> oh no. I was more impressed with that fancy camera angle. Like they had the cameraman sneak up the banister and shoot <laughs> downwards as she's researching. Like through a, through like a metal grate yeah. and like as if it's like a weird spy thing. Yeah. yeah. How much of uh, your show... Like, how much of pre-production goes into your show? Do you uh, have, like, bullet points? Do you talk it out, what you're going to do? Do you know each other's take on an episode or guess it after all this time? Or is it very much on the spot? There's a lot of pre-production that is done by Kimberly. I'll have her speak to that because she is just a copious note taker. So the actual episode, when it airs on Friday, we record about it on Saturday. So it's really sort of that Saturday push for her. And then we do not speak about the episode until we actually press record. And I have tried before to speak about the episode before we press record and I'm slammed down. Really? (laughs) Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. So we have no idea if we're on the same page or not when we start, especially if it's one of these ones where it's like, did they do it? Did they not do it? And we have very different takes on crimes. She does not believe in coincidences as much. And I do. I think I give a little more leeway in that area. So it makes for a, makes for a good time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I can start to tell, like, as I'm doing my recap, I, I see her reactions just at the very beginning to whoever becomes the suspect later on. And I'm kind of watching her face. And then I start to get like danger signs going in my head, flashing, (laughs) like, we don't agree on this person. Oh my God, we don't agree on this person. (laughs) And then it might become an episode where we're kind of going at each other. And then then we haven't done that as much recently, but there have and we been respect each we, other. Yeah, we do respect each other's opinion. If Kimberly believes that something is one way, I I trust her enough to think, OK, I might be wrong. You know, so there is that. Right. Which help, is yeah. helpful. And I, mean, I think I'm always right. So I don't have <laughs> the same grace. She I'm is mostly person. right. <laughs> I mean, the note taker is always right. I think that's that's just fair to say. It's probably true. But speaking of notes, we got to we I just got a note from my producer that we got to move on to our next segment here. Uh, there's no producer. It's just me. knock, <laughs> knock, knock, oh, knock. I'm sorry. I think uh, we're being interrupted. Knock, knock. Your door Excuse- is knocking. Knock, knock. Hello. Uh, what's knock, knock. LAPD. 
the LAPD is knocking into this podcast oh right now. That's right. That's right. May I come in? Uh, sure. Thank I you. guess. I guess. Oh, good. You're all here. Good. Uh, good. Listen, um, I hate to be the one to break this news to you, but uh, Ezra Parter's been reported missing. <gasps> and oh my God. you four are the last four people on his calendar. You're all oh. suspects. On our Google calendar, we were supposed to meet right now. Actually, he was supposed to be on this podcast today. I'm actually, That's I was a little right. upset with him. So he's, you're saying he's missing? He's missing. Yes. I, I'm Detective Ron, John, and I'd like to talk to you about what you were up to. Now, uh, Liana, I'm going to start with you. Uh, do you mind, Miss Masaiku? Uh, not at all, Detective with two first names. <laughs> Ron, <laughs> John. I just want to say it's Ron John. It's Ron so, John. This is a common misconception. Did you say Rod John or Ron John? Ron John. Ron. Ron. Silver. John. Ron John Silvers. Yes. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Do people well, say that a lot to you. That's my father's name. Uh, <laughs> you don't but, have the same last name as your dad? No, it's a complicated divorce situation. I took my mom's. Oh, I'm so sorry. Half of the <laughs> surname. Um, <laughs> It's so damaging for a child to go through. Really yeah, it was it was tough. Thank you. honestly, thank you. But that's not why I'm here. Who uh, reported here Ezra missing? We didn't report him missing. He was I'm supposed sorry. to be with us. I didn't realize you were asking the questions of me. I'm Detective Ron John. I'm here to ask you questions. Okay, uh, sure. Miss Masaiko, where were you on the night of February fifth, two thousand twenty-two? You mean last night? <laughs> I was at home. Glued to my desk and then my bed with my nice. laptop on my lap. So you were unaware of my birthday party? <laughs> uh, detective, I did not receive an invite. I could have sworn I sent it to everyone. I I don't really understand how you could not have been there. Uh, you sent it to everyone like in the world? Yeah. Was it like an, like an email or did you send a letter? Uh, I posted it on Facebook. Adam, I Facebook. You know what? Let, let me get to you next, Adam. Where were oh, you okay. on the night of February 5th, 2022? Uh, last night, I was at home uh, watching TV with my wife. God damn it. You have an alibi. I don't. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, you do have an alibi. I'll have to talk to your wife. It says here your wife's, wife's name is Kate. I'll have to talk to Kate about this. Uh, see if she can confirm your alibi. She was there. She was at the party. What? Just for a minute, she left early, I guess, to go watch TV with you. But she was there. My wife was at the party at your. Where was yeah. your party held? Was it was it by Groundlings Theater in Los Angeles? <laughs> it was at the dark room. It's closed. It was not at the dark room. <laughs> no, it was there. It's closed, but I, you know, I can pull some strings. I'm in the LAPD. That's fair. I guess that's fair. Yeah. You can probably get the. It was mostly empty since it is shuttered. But how many people were there at the party? Four. Four people and my wife was one of them <laughs> for a brief minute. Yeah, I think she was the fifth person who came and left. Now she was the fourth. Oh, okay, and, oh. okay. So there's and three people, including you, at this party. The other two were the caterer and the bartender. Oh, okay. Because mm. I thought you were gonna say your mom and dad. They can't be in the same room together. Well, okay, maybe it was a complicated parent trap situation. Oh. I, I was trying to use my birthday party to get my mom, the caterer, and my dad, the bartender, back together, but. <laughs> It didn't work because there weren't enough other people there to form a buffer. Why didn't you guys come? Kimberly, where were you on the night of February 5th, 2022? 
Katie and I were recording a podcast. Um, my my cell phone was by me, so it's gonna ping by my house. And um, I'm watching my neighbor's dog. So at one point, I texted him a picture of the dog on the couch. The timestamp will indicate that we were on the couch. Plus, Katie saw me. We we were recording on Skype. This is the knowledge you get when you watch Dateline as a professional. Wow. I guess I guess if I subpoenaed your phone records, I'd I'd find this evidence. And I, I'll could have I to have gone somewhere and left my phone here? Yes. Oh, I, didn't <laughs> I, I did it. Now, are you investigating Ezra's missing? Like somebody reported him missing, or he just didn't go to your party last night? You're checking in on why people didn't go to your party. Yeah, Ezra didn't go to my party last night. <laughs> okay. I reported him missing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> did you report me missing too? Because I didn't show up to your party. Well, I, yeah. I've reported all of you missing. So, I've, re- so, I've, reported so, I've reported 8 billion people missing. 8 billion? So you, when you said everybody, you meant everybody in the world, the not world. even in LA County. Yeah. That's not possible. The dark room's small, man. Yeah. You expect well, 8 people to... You cast a wide net when you're inviting people to a blind birthday party. Detective Ron John Silver, I would like to apologize. I'm not on Facebook, so oh. I did not see... Your message. I did send some snail mails too, but I was told by the post office you can't send one thing to every address. Mm, so I'm not sure like who that. got it. Did you just show up to the post office and say, I want to send one, give me one of everything? Is that what you said? I said, Here, I have this postcard for everyone. Can you send it to everyone? And the woman behind the counter said, I, I don't even know where to start with you. And I said, I'm in the LAPD. Start show with doing it. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. This is probably something I, I should have picked up. Uh, uh, off listening to Dateline. Can can you show me your badge, please? Thank you. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. I'm an <laughs> L.A. County Sheriff Police. I mean, Special Police. That says Sheriff. <laughs> it says it says Special Police. I swear, it's just hard special to see with, uh, over Zoom. I see a G. Yeah, there it's is a the G there. Spot. There's a weird G okay. there. It does say Speedial Police, but that's, <laughs> that's you know. I feel like um, I need to say what everyone on Dateline should say. I would like a lawyer present. Lawyer. Thank you. Oh, lawyer, shoot. please. Lawyer. Shoot. shoot, I was hoping this wouldn't happen. Well, I, before I go, um, Katie, where were you on December? Nope. This, yeah. You know what? February? Where were you on December 25th, 2021? What'd you do for Christmas? Christmas? <laughs> I was at a friend's birthday party. Shoot, because I had a Christmas party and nobody came to it. So was it for the baby Jesus? Because that's where I was. So it was his birthday and I was at his birthday party online. With all of Facebook. <laughs> That's where I was. I was there Shoot. too. That Were was that, 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 yeah. that party yeah. was fire. I don't normally show up, but yeah. I don't I yeah. got this invite over in over email and I said, okay. Yeah. Sure. And you okay. didn't see mine for last night? I didn't receive your postcard in the <sighs> in the mail that Charlene was supposed to send me from the post office. No. Also How did you know her name? I didn't say it. Oh, that's a twist. That's a twist. Again, I'm going to plead the fifth till my attorney arrives. Uh, well, as we uh, wait for our, our attorney to arrive, let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk to, we're going to do some uh, some pop culture talk. Uh, we'll be right back right after this. Hi, welcome back. Our lawyers have told us we can't directly answer any questions about last night, but we can still have our special guest, uh, Detective or Spiegel, Spiegel, Spiegel forces, police, Spiegel forces, uh, Ron, John. Uh, and then of course we're joined by, uh, Katie and Kimberly of a uh, date with Dateline. Um, but 
you know, just because our lawyers told us not to speak, we, we could talk about pop culture. And that's what we're going to do right now. Uh, we're going to talk about some shows. I know y'all love uh, true crime, but maybe we're going to let's talk about some shows that aren't Dateline. Let's try that. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure you would be in, interested in that. I'll, I'll go first. One of the shows that I love watching right now, and I know y'all love a good fraudster. There's a show on Showtime, document, a small series called Love Fraud. Have you all checked this out? Mm-mm. No. Oh, it is so good. It is so good. Um, Ron, have you heard about this? No, this? I haven't. I I do have a, a true crime show I watch all the time that I'll tell you about when it's my turn. But this one okay. I, I, I haven't seen. All right. It's a four-part docuseries uh, that's, follow, that's literally searching for somebody named Richard Scott Smith. And he has married. His thing is... These women that he has married, he has like hundreds of women he's married uh, that he's frauded into eventually marrying them, uh, getting taking loans out in their name, and then immediately leaving, just bouncing, completely bouncing. And he's had multiple he had multiple uh, marriages happening at once. And uh, the documentary series is about a group of his victims banding together with a bounty hunter and chasing him down because he. Uh, skip bail. And so he was like hiding out in like Tennessee or something and they were trying to f- find him and stuff. And you hear more about the stories, about how he conned them. And it's all the same. It's all through karaoke somehow. Like he loves karaoke. It's truly, truly so good. And then at the end, the final episode, they catch him and they, spoiler. the documentary series, spoilers, sorry, but they catch him. It's in the news. Uh, <laughs> this came out in 2020, but they catch him and he sits down with uh, the investigators, if you will, and to describe why he did it. And the documentarians are women and you can see him try to apply the charm and they go through it like using <gasps> using their names. Uh, like, oh, that's so that's so funny. That's so funny, Ch- Chelsea. You would get this. Chelsea, actually, you would get this. <laughs> He's like a cult leader in a way because he can just manipulate people into doing things for him. And the second he... He does it. He bounces. And it's, Ooh. if you look at this guy, it's like a, him? Him? This, really? This guy? Yeah. It's, mm. he, he's a weird, he's not like a overly attractive man, mm-hmm. but he's man, he's been married like hundreds of times. And there's still women that, uh, that like don't even know they've been conned yet. Like they, there's still women who have been conned with him, but are still in love with them. It's truly crazy. You got to no. check it out. It's on, on Showtime. It's that nuts. That is right up our alley, especially Katie. She loves karaoke and she <laughs> loves fraud. Correct. So wait, he marries them. Does he divorce them or he just leaves? And so he's just a bigamist. Yeah, yeah. Multiple women. Yeah, yeah. That's like one of the charges I think he gets arrested for. It's crazy. Wow. It's so good. Wow. And you get to see like, it, oh, and the best part is the the bounty hunter is this like smoker, like, Southern woman who's just like, fuck this, like very brassy. <laughs> yes. uh, there's she has this cheap office with like neon lights in yes. it. Does she it's do so karaoke? Good. Does she do karaoke at all? No, no, oh. no. And but she also describes like her backstory is that uh, she was mistreated by a guy, and mm-hmm. so she's like down she's to like do this him. pro bono for them. Wow. It's it's really cool. Oh. It's a really good show. There we yeah. go. It's, it's like a- it was came out in 2020, so I'm assuming there was you know. Tiger King overwhelmed it, but it, it's really, really good. It sounds it's really a, good. It's truly amazing how easy it is for lonely people to get taken advantage of. Ron, have you been taken advantage of at 
Don't tell me you've been married multiple times. I mean, yeah, sure. I've been married to one or two women who've left me and taken half my money every single time they divorced me. Yeah. And maybe it's been one woman multiple times, but I don't (laughs) think I'm being taken advantage of. I think she just keeps falling in love with me and then realizing I'm difficult to get along with. Uh huh. Why do you think Mm. you're difficult to get along with? I like to blame my parents. Really? (laughs) It's probably a deep seated insecurity. Wow. That's very, very uh, woke of you to understand that about, about yourself. Well, I've been, through many court-ordered therapy sessions. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I guess that's fair. Um, Liana, is there something you wanted to uh, to watch? Oh, I wanted to ask our guests if they've seen Indefensible by Jenna Friedman. Uh, she's a comedian. I love her work. I watched uh, Jenna Friedman. She did like, she was working out a one-woman show, Miscarriage of Justice, here in LA, and she talked about true crime and what you are discussing in your show, how, you know, the victims are usually women and it has to do with patriarchy and all those things. And it's just like a light bulb moment. What's it about? Like the first episode is about um, a killer and she was talking, a, a husband who murdered his wife and then how almost he got all the sympathy, like from the authorities, the court, the the police officer and she had the lawyer she interview she was interviewing the lawyer and he wasn't even smart enough to realize like she was leading the questions to like oh so it was so she would be alive if she was a bit like she wasn't nagging him as much yes yes you know yes exactly if she wasn't too much of a nag if she she was asking for so much money she was like, oh, so, yeah, yeah. And and it's it's just amazing how, like, she was also one of the co-writers of Borat. So you can see the style that she had. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, yeah. So she, she's kind of, like, messing with the people they were inter- interviewing with. But she's very respectful. Like, that, I didn't know how I was going to feel. And I'm like, it feels respectful. But also, I feel as a woman good watching her. And it feels like, you know, these guys, ah, uh, she, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a bit like a daily show correspondent uh, talking to a Trumper about Trump. <laughs> you know? But it, it is a big, uh, that is a big thing with, um, especially, you know, true crime. I think there's a lot of women who are, uh, interested in it because it's more like, it's not, it's not necessarily entertainment. It's like a little bit of learning, right? Mm-hmm. Would you, would you all agree about that? Uh, as like why there's a, you know, big fascination with, with true crime. Yeah. We were just talking about this in yeah. an interview that I think we're in. Um, I don't want to say anything in case we're cut oh. out of the interview. Oh, nice. nice. Uh, <laughs> but for me, like I watch it to make myself feel better. Like I wouldn't do that. Like I trick myself. Oh, I wouldn't do that. I would oh, yeah. have seen those red flags, you know, and that's, I wouldn't have my spouse. I don't have a spouse, but I wouldn't have drink something that he was giving to me. Um, so like a little bit of learning, um, definitely like how to avoid certain traps and what to look for in these predators. Um, right. And they're also, it's just really dramatic. And I think people love drama in their, what they're watching. And ever since Greek tragedies, uh, murder and death was the one of how big of, you can't go bigger in terms of drama and especially Dateline where the case is solved at the end. People love feeling that sense of resolution and the sense of justice. And I think it gives yeah. people a lot of comfort in that, even though there's so many wrongdoings along the way. Usually you trick yourself into thinking, oh, it wouldn't happen to me. And not, these women didn't do anything wrong to have this happen to them. 
And in that case, the more light, the better, right? The more light can be shown, the better. Then people can see what's happening. Because it's a false sense of security that you have. And I think society, like, I don't know how headlines were written here, but in Greece, every time this kind of murder happened, the headline would be, a passionate husband. He he killed her because he was crazy in love with her. A crime of passion and crime of passion and now all those things. And it's like, no, he killed her because she broke up with him. Yeah, and, and we use true crime the same way in uh, in the police academy. You know, you watch true crime shows to see what not to do, what to do differently, how to be better. Like, they show a lot of the footage of me screwing up the OJ trial so that people don't <laughs> accidentally let murderers off the hook. I thought I recognized you. You screwed up the OJ trial? Oh. Yeah, I was, it's, it's my fault that the bloody glove didn't fit. What do you mean? Did you take it to like a, you, you washed it? <sighs> I accidentally before? dry cleaned it. Yeah, so it shrunk. Yeah. Oh my God. Why did you dry clean it? It was mixed in with my uniform. There was a bunch of stuff in my back seat. It's a whole thing. You didn't, well, I mean, that's bad. You didn't bag evidence. You know? Right. That's the first thing you learn watching that. <laughs> <laughs> One of my big mistakes that people learn from watching true crime shows. is Now, did you have to evidence. go back to police academy after you messed up the OJ trial? And I then got watch shifted yourself? from the main force to the speedual forces unit. So speedual yeah. forces. To speedual forces. Is that the Beagle Force? Is the Beagle Force in there too? We do work closely with the Beagle Force. Yeah. Uh Those dogs never forget to bag evidence. Mm -hmm. Wishbones was a really good investigator. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sure was. (laughs) Sure was. Uh, Well, is there there anything uh, y'all are watching right now aside from from Dateline, Kimberly or Katie? Um, Well, we cover 90 Day Fiance for our Patreon, and we've been doing that for several years. So that's something that's a crime. True crime. That's a true crime. crime. There is. Like, we watch every couple. Is it going to end in marriage or murder? That's <laughs> yeah. those are the two options. And it's we always play the game. Who's going to wind up on Dateline? Didn't one actually get in the news for murdering their spouse like very recently? No, he he did do a lot of domestic violence and attempted kidnapping. And he right. was put in jail for many years just last week, I think. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. TLC does not do a great job of vetting their reality people um that's a kind way to say that so they've recently just fired another person mid-season and they will be edited out of the tell-all reunion at the end for a bunch of racist posts they just don't do a lot of um background checking on their people um but katie and i have been our whole lives have been revolved for the past three weeks maybe um yellow jackets on showtime that's Um, the true crime show i was gonna bring up (laughs) (laughs) it's incredible we just can't stop talking about it we recorded something for our patreon and then we realized there are a bunch of other theories we missed so we're going to record another thing like we're obsessed i told katie about it i watched it in two days i never binge stuff like i said i'm watching ozark and i'm still on the first season and i'm watching it for like five years um Mm. But I watched it in two days and then I told Katie about it. And then the next week I was like, oh, did you ever check out Yellow Jacket? She's like, I'm on my second watching of it. <laughs> she was like literally watching Missed it the, things the first time. Well, who do you think the antler queen is? That's what we all want to know. Who do you think it is? That's more that you have the police background of this vigil force. I think it's OJ. <laughs> you think OJ is the antler queen? I think that's the big twist. That would yeah. be the twist. What makes you think that? Well, if you watch the show, you can see that there's no way anyone could tackle that that 
uh, Antler Queen, and OJ is notorious for being difficult to tackle. <laughs> That's fair. It's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially, especially in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. Um, can't can't lock them down in the in the courtroom, especially when cops mess up. Yeah, Yellow Jacket is about that ranch, right? That Kevin Costner is, is in. Uh, no, in Wyoming. No, that's Yellowstone. No? Oh, uh, oh, I, I could have sworn it was the band Yellow Card. Yeah, <laughs> what happened to Yellow Card? That's a whole other thing. I, I'm pretty sure they're they're doing when we were young fest. Um, you need to watch Yellow Jackets, by the way. Yeah, I that is one of the ones I'm like. Mm. All right. It's incredible. Just so do good. it. It's so Just good. do it. Yeah, okay. it's really so fun. Good. Selma Blair is in it? No. no. <laughs> Juliet Lewis. What are you Christina talking Ricci. about? You You're thought it was Yellowstone? People. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. Yellow jackets. It's great. Um, uh, Reese Witherspoon. That's where she's like a reporter in it. And Steve Carell. No, uh, that's the morning show. Morning show. Morning show. Okay, <laughs> I was thinking yellow, like the sun. I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> Juliet Lewis is in it. She's so and good. And Christina Ricci is in it. Did you know that the whole shooting, like the whole shooting of the first season, Christina Ricci's pregnant, and that's why they hide her behind things and in baggy clothes. Really? Can yeah. we say that in our Patreon? I think you can. can we? Yeah. I, we will credit Ron John, Detective Ron, <laughs> <laughs> Officer Ron John. <laughs> oh wait, wait. Katie brought up this band like a few weeks ago from the 90s. I don't know if any of you know them. You might be too young. Squirrel something? Squirrel nut zippers. <laughs> Anybody? No, definitely not. I, All right. I did they have sang to a arrest song. them at some point. Yeah. <laughs> they sang a song called Hell. What is it? What type of music was it? Like on that ska big band like, swing when that was happening. Big bad voodoo daddies kind Like of? that, yes. Are you a big ska fan? No. Katie? No, sorry. I know the band. I do not enjoy the band. So How do you was, know? Them? How do you know them? Were they on the radio? Yeah, they were in the world, and the the song was popular. And I had friends that liked ska a lot, and it was a complicated time in my life because I couldn't get behind it. I just couldn't. It was too upbeat, we, and I was we've like, we've all been there. Have we've it. all. Yeah, nineties was a hard time. There was a lot of peer pressure to to enjoy ska. And she's wearing glad, a nine I'm inch nails I, shirt I, right now. <laughs> Classic ska band. Classic, <laughs> classic, classic industrial. That hard indu- industrial ska. It was uh-huh. underground ska. Yeah, it was not great. a lot of ska songs about <laughs> eating people. Not anymore. Uh, Listen, we gotta we gotta eat this break because we're gonna take a break real quick, and when we come back, we're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna end the show. But what's uh, some topical news of last week? All right, we'll be right back. Bye. Hey everyone, the Daily Misinformer is always on the lookout for news stories to talk about. So if you have a news story you think we should discuss, send it to dailymisinformer at gmail.com. Whether it be from the New York Times or a meme on your mom's friend's Facebook page, we want to know about it. In fact, the more local, the better. The Daily Misinformer wants to hear all the hot thoughts from your hometown, whether it's funny police blotter items, crazy city council meetings, or a feel-good story about a grandma who makes muffins shaped like Jesus. Send your items to dailymisinformer at gmail.com. Then tune in to the Daily Misinformer podcast every Monday to hear us tell jokes about it. Thanks. Now back to the show. All right. Welcome back. Uh, Wow. Okay. So Yellow Jackets, that is... (laughs) 
that's the one um, where there's like, it's like follows a bunch of bees. Yeah. That's okay. It's right. a hive. There's a queen and there's a hierarchy. Sigourney Weaver's in it, right? Yeah. Sigourney Weaver's in it. She tries to kill the queen uh, and she's like, get away from her, you bee. It's really an allegory for um, the British monarchy and and how to be better. Yeah. And Jerry Seinfeld voices the lead guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a great mixing, job. Mixing our stories here. All right. Well, speaking <laughs> of stories, we're going to get to some stories that you might not heard about uh, this week. And I'll go first. More than a thousand Dutch residents plan to throw rotten eggs at Jeff Bezos' super yacht if it ends up forcing a historic bridge to be dismantled in a Dutch city. Katie and Kimberly, have you heard of Jeff Bezos' super yacht? I've heard of Jeff Bezos. And mm-hmm. I religiously watch Below Deck on Bravo. Okay. So this is right up your alley. It's right up my alley, but no, I yeah. haven't heard about this. And I'm He's married making, to a Dutchman. I won't talk poorly about the the Dutch people. Oh, no, I'm sure he wants to throw eggs yeah. at Jeff Bezos' <laughs> super yacht. That I'll seems bring right you more to me. eggs. Yeah. <laughs> seems- I guess I, a small detour here. It's being called a mega yacht now. It's guess it was super yacht, but now it's being upgraded to a mega yacht because it's so big. Um, it's uh, how big is it? <laughs> Yeah. How big is it? It needs 131 foot clearance. It's too big. The bridge is 131 feet high. It's too big to pass under that. 131 feet. Okay, one question. Why does Jeff Bezos need a yacht in the Netherlands? So that's the other thing is that his company is being is is in Netherlands that's building the yacht. I guess they just didn't think about needing to take oh. it away from the from the yard. That's okay. their problem. Right? Is there a floor plan available of the interior of the yacht online that I could look at? <laughs> there's definitely there's definitely uh, pictures of this of this gigantic. It's very thing. very big. Yeah, it's super big. But yeah, so pretty much the, when it's done, they need to pass through this town, and they didn't think about this bridge that needs to that is going to block the way, which is just so wild to me. And speaking of Facebook invites, uh, Ron, John, <laughs> yeah. Is, are you there, Ron? Yeah, it's still me. Yeah. <laughs> it's still you. Okay, great. Uh, it, the Rotterdam locals took to Facebook to plan an event called Throwing Eggs at Jeff Bezos' Super Yacht event. <laughs> and uh, 1,200 people said they're going. And uh, you might understand this. 4,900 said they're uh, interested. <laughs> you know you know how people are so or shitty I on totally, Facebook. I get that completely. I, I got similar numbers on my event. <laughs> That's the really? ratio you love what to was, see. No. It was, I mean, it was more like 49,000 people said they were interested and nobody said they were going. But still, <laughs> it's similar. That's actually pretty good for, you know, people who are interested in it. For like a random stranger. Those yeah. evites, remember? And it was yes, no, maybe. That maybe. Yeah. That hurt. People are saying maybe about throwing eggs at... Uh, at Jeff Bezos's yacht. And I think we all should be saying yes. Yeah. How much time were they given to prepare? Because you need to get the rotten eggs. So if like you have eggs, you have to leave them out for how long does it take for eggs to become rotten? I thought mm. eggs lasted quite a while. They do. I think maybe you can maybe, maybe put them in like the oven for like a second and then take no. them out. No, because if you hard boil them, yeah, then when you throw it, it doesn't have that yolky effect. Explode. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, it, Katie, you're raising your hand. Go is, ahead. Sorry. Is there, and this is how Kimberly and I operate on our podcast, a lot of me doing this. Is there a chance that people are worried about the legality of throwing eggs at this very rich man's boat? Mm. And so they are marking it as interesting with the full, interested as, mm. with the full intention of going. That's okay. Interesting. I like that. Plausible deniability. That's that's a good thing to maintain. Ron, yeah. How's that? How's that hold up in court, Ron? Well, so far I haven't been able to prosecute anybody based on a, a an interested posting on Facebook. You know, if you notice with the January six riots, a lot of people have did say that they were going on Facebook, and that that's part of why they got caught. And <laughs> people who said interested are merely on government watch lists. So. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ron, detective Ron. <laughs> are you also a prosecutor? No, but I mean, I, I, I have to work to get prosecution to happen, you know, in oh, my okay, role. Okay. as a, Yeah, I don't I don't actually do the prosecuting. No. And you said you you have tried to bring charges to people <laughs> who are only interested in an event. Is that yeah, forty nine thousand people to be exact. <laughs> what did the D.A. say to that? The D.A. said, I'm sorry, I didn't come Ron. <laughs> so you were you were you were charging the D.A. Yeah. You were saying, I understand. Oh, I think I heard about this. Uh, the police officer came in to the court. He said, the whole system is corrupt. Mm-hmm. You, that was me. Yep. You were, so you're quoting a lot of Serpico. Uh-huh. It goes all the way to the top. All the way to the top, right to you, DA. And I haven't seen Serpico, so I don't know what the quote is exactly. But uh, basically, that was it. And the DA said, I'm sorry I didn't come, Ron. My wife was in labor. I hope you can understand. Oh, wow. <sighs> I don't understand, frankly. You right. served him at his house with this baby? The next day, is that? I don't serve anyone, but I I did knock on his door <laughs> with the with this person serving. Uh, yeah, I I sent a process server and I said, "Let me come with you." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you get a, any sort of baby gift? Did you show up empty-handed or just with a subpoena? Look, I mean, if you don't come to my birthday, do you really expect me to get you a baby shower gift? I mean, come on. <laughs> Was this a special birthday, officer? Yeah, I turned fifty. I turned 50. You turned 50. Yeah. 50. The 5 okay. And it was extra special because it was a parent trap situation for my parents. Right. So Was it Spiegel or special? Was it a Spiegel situation? A little bit of both. Was there a misspelling on the Facebook posting that confused people? So they're like, wait, is this a Spiegel birthday or a special birthday? So they didn't oh. know where to go. They didn't oh know what God, to do. I didn't even think of that. Mm. That's, you know what? I did get an event for a parent tarp uh, invite. <laughs> Shoot, did I send out parent tarp invites? Those are very yes. different. Yeah, but, no, that you don't want to have that in your search history. Parent tarp. No, you do not. Oh, that explains some. Also, I feel like maybe there wasn't an address or a time on oh, the um I did it, say the dark room and maybe some of them thought I meant like a place where you've processed photos and some of them thought the bar that's apparently closed. So Right. And some <sighs> maybe thought your basement, your basement where you have chains and things. Yeah, they, okay. Not very many people know about that, so I don't think too many people thought of that. Are you saying you have you have a basement full of chains? Yeah. Okay. What do you do down there? What do you think they do? <laughs> I mean, I was specifically told not to go too blue today, but sex. <laughs> <laughs> Who told you not to go too blue today? Not me. Our producer. Anyways, we got to move on. Uh, okay, can I just bring it back to Jeff Bezos for a bit? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I when we first read about how much money he was spending on this yacht, it was crazy because it was also when millions of people lost their jobs here and I think he could have fed whole towns. But like, 
I, I'm just amazed to any of our fans listening who are shitting on our jokes, who are shitting on Jeff Bezos. I want to say, how do you feel about the fact that he's giving jobs to Europeans? See, <laughs> he's a billionaire. <laughs> he took away the $500 million yacht and he gave it to yeah. not American hands. So, <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. He's yeah. got a, a European. Uh, workers are peeing in bottles just so he can... Do you think that if Jeff Bezos had a party on the yacht and he invited everybody who wanted to throw eggs, they would actually be happy and they would go? Like, what is your... Oh. How much, do you sell mm. your soul? Uh, <laughs> like, that's the ooh. question. To check out the floor plan, I see. <laughs> Partying with Jeff Bezos on the yacht. Mm. What I want to know is how many people are buying these rotten eggs off of Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> that's another good question. That is true. There's probably a lot. That's there's probably a lot. That's a that's a Amazon 365 right there. But um, I'm looking up how long it takes for eggs to go rotten. Speaking, speaking of well, speaking of rotten eggs, uh, I understand, uh, Liana. You want to before we go? There's one last story about Rudy Giuliani, the rotten egg of persons. Uh, well, uh, Deadline brought um, broke out some news that they haven't been confirmed, but uh, that Giuliani was actually one of the contestants on the show Masked Singer. And that when he was unmasked, um, Ken John worked off the set and then he had to come back. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to talk about it because I feel, I felt a lot of rage when I read about it. <laughs> because, and then I felt, oh my God, they are messing up with my mental health because they want me to be angry and they're profiting <laughs> from making my mental health spiral and worse. And that got me so upset. And that was my take. It's a different take. To me, there seems like there's a booker who's like a MAGA head uh, for the Mass Singer because there was Sarah Palin who was mm -hmm. on there, you know, not too long ago. This is not the first time there's been a very problematic po political figure hiding under a mass singing bad songs. Isn't uh, Jenny McCarthy one of the judges? <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, it's not like a progressive show by any means. No, but it's supposed, I read the Variety article that I think uh, I sent you guys the link. And I just love how uh, I agree with the point of view because um, the, the writer said how it's promoted as a safe, as an escape show that was family friendly. And it was kind of like, it actually picked up during the pandemic when people with all the political friends and needed somewhere to go and nothing about politics and the news. And when you're bringing the guy who tried to, bro to, to bring down the uh, legitimately elected government of Joe Biden, you know, like he was part of the coup. The, um, mm -hmm. Yeah, the coup, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, first of all, like, why do you bring him on this show? You're kind of forcing the judges to take a stand or not take a stand. And even that, like, they're going to be judged on whether they walked out or not. Like, like, I'm sure if I was on that show, I would want to... Like, I wouldn't want to be polite, a polite host. Like, if Adam right now, you just brought Giuliani here, I would feel so torn up between being your friend and a correspondent and like, and just... Rudy, my get it. Go, Rudy, go. Go. Stop. Stop. Rudy, get the fuck out of here. Get out of here, Rudy. <laughs> no, not today. Not today. We'll do it next week. Next week. <laughs> but it was also, I don't know if, if that's the case. I understand what you said. If there's a producer who's a big MAGA trumper, then I understand... Uh, his agenda if that's not the case and it was just producers thinking oh controversy sells 
The numbers are going to go up. Everybody's going to be mm-hmm. talking about it. They're, they're gambling with our mental health. I think it pisses off a lot of people, not just me. I don't, I'm not, you know, self-absorbed. I'm, it's just right. like, yeah. I'm sorry, why are we giving these people platform? They should be on trial at some point. Like, Let me ask you, uh, Katie, this. Would you walk off the set or would you try to like smile through it and just like, if you were a judge, how would you react? Sorry, do the mass Singers get paid? I'm assuming a decent amount of money to come <gasps> I didn't on. even think of that, Katie. <laughs> yeah, if you're on TV, yeah. Definitely. Then yeah. But I wouldn't want to see... I'm sorry, they're wearing... I've never seen the show. They're wearing giant mascot heads, I'm assuming. A whole body costume. Whole body costume. So is there the drippy? I was just thinking (laughs) the drippy. Because he has the drippy of the hair. If the drippy... If he he pulled that off, I'd want to see the drippy and then you walk off. There's a series of events (laughs) that happen. But I want to see... Clock the drip. Goodbye. Yeah, it would be more about the fact that the money. You're going to pay him to do that. Yeah. That's messed that's, up. That's a very, very good point. That's a problem. Kimberly, what about you? How would you react? Um, you, you know, um, I can't remember anyone's name in the story I'm about to tell. <laughs> <laughs> the girl that is... Um, Alice from Wonderland? <laughs> the room. Um, what's her name? And she's in those car commercials. She's in Marvel movies. You're yeah. tearing me apart. Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Oh, so okay. when she was hosting the Oscars <laughs> and uh, what's his name? Again, can't remember his name. Was it James Franco? I don't remember. It was Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck. Okay. Casey Affleck, who had um, several allegations against yes. him. Yes. And yes, yes, yes. she did a thing where she sort of like just didn't. She, she stood there, announced it. She didn't hug him. And like just kind of stood there and it people on Twitter went wild. They were like, it's a silent protest. Right. And she's giving she's she has she's given a look with her face and she's like has her arms crossed, mm-hmm. but she doesn't say anything. And that spoke volumes to me. I might do one of those. But do the judges have to be nice on the mass singer? Sorry, do they have to like talk to the person who's unmasked? And- uh, I think they're trying to be nice. I think they're always trying to say something nice, even if. I don't know. I've only watched like an episode two years ago just to see what it's no about. No one on this podcast has watched the show, but we <laughs> we're all <laughs> we're all really qualified. We're all right to, to assume it's terrible, and this should be should have been handled better. Right, Ron? Have you ever unmasked somebody in your work and uh, walked off the crime scene? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, you, you know, it's it's crazy how many times you'll pull a mask off of uh, somebody who's, you know, committed a double murder or uh, uh, stolen memorabilia. And it turns out to be OJ. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, how many times have you, how many times have you done that? Uh, Twice. (laughs) Once for the double murder, once for the memorabilia. It sounds like you also worked in in Vegas. That's part of what the Spiegel forces does. We do cross borders when we need to. Oh, great. Great, great, great. Technically, I was fired and I formed the Speech of Forces myself, but we pursue crime (laughs) wherever it goes. I was going to say, you're not actually a police officer, right? I I work for the Speech of Forces. Is this a Halloween costume you're wearing, Ron John? (laughs) Yes, but it's... I got a follow-up question. Is it a Halloween stripper costume? Uh, (laughs) Yes, I'm dressed as a stripper. Yes. I'm not wearing my uniform right now. (laughs) You're, you're you're a hot cop right now. He's a hot cop. Yeah, yeah not, I'm yeah. not in uniform. I'm coming from a birthday party. Okay, great. Well, uh, speaking of uh, coming from a birthday party, we got to go uh, to... 
to uh, our individual houses and enjoy time off to because the show's coming to an end. Uh, thank you so much, Katie and Kimberly, for joining for joining for joining today. Is there anything you would like to plug before we go? It takes eggs a really long time to go rotten. <laughs> oh, really? How long? <laughs> like weeks, and it depends if they're in America or not because American eggs. Are apparently very different. Oh, interesting. Than other eggs. I, I do know in in Europe they don't refrigerate eggs. They leave them out. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm reading. What? Yeah. Did they leave butter out? Mm, no, but they did. They didn't put mustard in the refrigerator. That's fucked up, right? That's fucking weird. After it's open. Yeah. After it's open. Oh. Super weird. I don't, I don't have know a where refrigerator. You went. I don't know what's weird about all this. Ron, you don't have a. So that's. You don't have a. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but is, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, shows are out Wednesdays and sometimes Fridays. Fridays shows are correct. out Wednesdays. Double dates are on Fridays. And um, we're lucky to have such a great editor. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell Kate you said that. Uh, uh, great. Well, thank you again so so much for coming on the show. Before we go. Thanks for having of us. Of course. Yeah. Super, super fun. Liana, is there anything you would like to plug? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I'll keep it short. Okay, great. Check out our YouTube page. It's in the it's in the comments. Uh, Ron John Silver, how, no, how's that's that? My parent? father <laughs> is is speaking. Your father is there another parent trap in the works or a parent tarp? I am working on another parent trap. Uh, we'll see what happens. But in the meantime, uh, just keep an eye out for uh, Ezra Parter, who is missing. It's at Ezra Parter on Instagram, oh, yeah. at Ezra Parter on Twitter and TikTok. Uh, and I guess Ezra, I, I'll be looking for for Ezra at a sketch show that's coming up uh, March 13th. Fever returns to the Pack Theater. Uh, follow at FeverComedy.LA for all that good stuff. I hate to say it, if he's still missing in March, that's not looking good. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. Statistically, if somebody's still missing after a whole month, you're only going to find him in one place, their their house. <laughs> You know, actually, I, I just got a Slack message from him. He was he, he was looking for the he was looking for the, the the Zoom link, even though it was in the Google Calendar. That, actually, he just he just te- texted me. Oh, that. so he's fine. He's, he, she, oh, he's fine. He's great. Yeah, I I guess I should have checked his apartment. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, next time. Next time. Should we start a GoFundMe to get you a fridge? That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What would you keep in it? Don't say OJ Simpson's gloves. No, no, that's in evidence by now. You sure? I hope. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of hope, please, I hope you all uh, you all follow me at Adam R. Mack and all the social medias, TikTok. I have a, so a few. I'm, I'm producing some content out there. Everybody go check it out. But please follow Daily Misinformer. We are working on expanding our YouTube. So please click the link in the comment to follow our YouTube. We got some, some special stuff coming out that way very soon. Maybe a longer show. We'll see. Uh, also, leave us this show a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps. And if you read it, no matter what it says, I will read that on air. So if they write a be, comment, you mean? If you, they write a comment, you'll read it. If it's, all, if it's a five-star review. Without further ado, we're going to close out the show right now with a, a signature sign-off. Katie and Kimberly, this is something we do every uh, week where we do a signature news sign-off. And I'll go first. 
This has been the Daily Misinformer. Hey, invite me to your parent tarp. This has been the Daily Misinformer. If you're dripping under your mask, we all know you're Rudy G. This has been the Daily Misinformer. There's no such thing as he killed her out of love. This is the Daily Misinformer, and a three-fourths fridge is just as good as a full-size fridge. This has been the Daily Misinformer, and remember to watch Yellow Jacket starring Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. All right, bye, everybody. Thanks for coming on the show. Bye. Well, okay, maybe it was a complicated parent trap situation.